Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Vredestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Monday, January 23rd. What a weekend! In the NFL, folks, if you missed the pod last Friday, you missed me on the herd, you absolutely missed one of the best money-making opportunities ever. I completely nailed every game. Niners, cha-ching, Bengals, booyah. Eagles was a no-brainer. And then, the uh, listen, I did chicken out of picking Chiefs-Jags full game. I had Chiefs first half. That cashed, by the way, despite the Mahomes injury, which, ooh, yikes. Um... It was a great weekend, and also, you know, I'm coaching my kids in sports. Uh, daughter's team wins 3-0. Son's basketball team wins 3-0. And then dad life basketball. And I know some of the guys on the team are tuning in for this, so I've got to ham it up just real quick before we get to a, a little debate about Dak Prescott because I don't think he was as bad as Rob G thinks he was. But we, 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 I, I got losery in this league. I scouted the team we were playing because the games were on YouTube. And, you know, we're setting all these group texts, having fun with it. And then we get to the game, and we're ready. And, you know, they actually played pretty good early. And then their best player, who had like 40 points last week, turns an ankle on a drive and didn't return. Um, we kind of got the game, controlled the game quickly and ran away. A lot of trash talking. Uh, let's just say people who know who I am at this point. And uh, I, I think we, we've got targets on our backs because we're good. But um, not the not – the, target the size that Daniel Jones had on his back uh, Saturday night. But yes, we'll get to Daniel Jones. A big podcast ahead. We will not do NBA. We got to start with the Niners delivering the victory. It was not easy. I, I, I Listen, I, I think I have a different opinion than the masses on this one. I did not think Dallas was terrible. I thought uh, Dan Quinn coached an outstanding game defensively. And you know, how could you kill Dak for not having a great game against the number one defense in the NFL? 
like on the road. San Fran was very, very good. Their linebackers are amazing. And oh, by the way, you lose who I think is your most versatile weapon, Tony Pollard. And the news is awful for Pollard. Last night we learned that, uh, according to a Dallas reporter, Tony Pollard suffered a fractured left fibula. He needs surgery. He left at halftime, did not return. And guys, how did they do after halftime? They didn't do anything. They couldn't move the football. It was it was just tough sledding. Zeke Elliott, 10 carries, 26 yards. I mean, sick Tony Pollard, 6 carries, 22 yards. The offense could do nothing. And oh, by the way, Tony Pollard's a free agent along with a host of other Cowboys who we'll get to shortly. But I cannot crush Dak Prescott. This is the only reason I do think, you know, he is a little bit at fault. So his pick in the first quarter handed the Niners three points. That was a terrible read. Under some pressure, pocket collapsing, had Zeke in the flat, tried to force it to Gallup, intercepted, and they uh, held him to three because Quinn's defense was awesome. The one that really hurt was uh, late second quarter. As they're driving, he throws a bad pass. The Niners were all over it, deflected off. I think Ward, right into the hands of the linebacker. So not only do you not get three or seven, but Brock Purdy dials up a quick drive and they get a 50-yard field goal. And so that's like a six-point swing right there. You can't afford that on the road. And then ultimately, San Fran just wore down the Dallas defense on the ground and you know they ultimately hold on for the victory. I, I, I can't crush Dak. I know that there's going to be people killing Mike McCarthy. Folks, McCarthy, like last year, I can understand the clock management and the penalties. I, I didn't see it this year. Um, I didn't think he was terrible. Yes, he lost to a rookie quarterback, seventh round, Mr. Irrelevant. But anybody see Micah Parsons? Uh, one quarterback hit all game long. Trent Williams. I mean, you can't get around Trent Williams. I, I, I thought the Pollard injury was massive. C.D. Lamb showed up. Dalton Schultz, touchdown. Oh, by the way, Dalton Schultz, also a free agent. So if you're the Cowboys... Yeah, you're ticked off that you're one of three teams in the NFC that hasn't been to the NFC title game since 1995. You're in the class. <laughs> you're in the class, I believe. Yeah, if I'm getting that correctly, you're in the class, Dallas, with, um, let's see who it is. It's the Detroit Lions, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Washington Commanders. Those are the three teams that have not been to the NFC Championship game, I'm sorry, since 1996. Oh, by the way, the Packers have been there eight times, the Eagles seven, the 49ers seven. So, you know, I know they're America's team and they draw a big number on TV because they have a lot of fans. If you want to know why that is, I've ranted about this. I think it was all tied to the internet popping up in the mid-90s just at, well, the emergence nationwide of the internet in the 90s, just as Dallas was getting dynastic on the football field um, with their Super Bowl run. And, you know, internet plus winning. I just think people latched on to the Cowboys. Folks, they haven't been to the NFC title game since 96. The Jets have been to three? Two with Mark Sanchez and one with Vinny Testaverde. Are they better than the Cowboys? I don't know. So, But here's my question, and this is the real difficult issue with this Cowboys loss. Where do you go from here? And ultimately, there's gonna, Dak is going to be the flashpoint this week, and here's why. You're probably going to hear it other places today. Dak Prescott was a $19.7 million cap hit this season, but he got his new deal, and it kicks in next year. And his cap hit next year goes from $19 million to $49 million. Dak is the second biggest cap hit in the NFL next year after Deshaun Watson. As of now, maybe that changes. 
Dak, who threw two picks that, you know, kind of significant. Niners capitalized. I, I, you could ultimately say nine-point swing. When you lose by seven, yeah, you know, kind of Dak's going to get some blame. But ultimately, like, just, you know, they were underdogs. San Francisco playing at home. I know they had the rookie quarterback. San Francisco's a better team. They got the better coach in Shanahan. They have an incredible defense. They've got better skill position players. Dallas played it tough. It was a close game in the fourth quarter. Like, I cannot, I know, I know it's going to be popular. Oh, you got to kill Dak. The blame game is fun. And listen, we will be blaming someone on the Buffalo Bills. Actually, a couple people here shortly. But I don't know, Rob. I, I just, I have this bad feeling Dak is going to get dumped on all day. He did not have a great game, but I don't think he's the reason they lost the football game to the Niners. Well, allow me to be the first person here on Monday to dump on Dak Prescott then. Oh, yeah. Of you know, I mean, look, Dak Prescott, once he signed that deal, he put himself in a situation where he can no longer be just along for the ride. The contract dictates that he must be able to put the team on his back in certain situations and lead him to victory in tough scenarios. Yeah. Joe Burrow, did, we saw Joe Burrow do that a few hours beforehand. Well, uh, Joe Burrow, second best quarterback in the league. Right. right. Yes. Yeah. Joe Burrow's awesome. I, I don't think Dak is. No, is of course five? he's not. Probably not. No, he's, he's probably somewhere in the eight five to, to 12, 12 range somewhere. Wherever. I mean, it's kind of eye of the beholder. Right, I think right, it's, right. we'll get to this later, but I think it's pretty clear. There's like a top two and then there's every, you figure out whoever you like from there. And look, Dak Prescott. I don't care who he's going against. I don't care if Tony Pollard only plays half the game. You cannot allow yourself to get outplayed by Brock Purdy, not just because he's Mr. Irrelevant, but because Brock Purdy was playing the role of a game manager on Sunday. Brock Purdy was not asked to put the game on his shoulders and win it with his arm. He was asked, just don't screw it up. That's all he had to do. And even Dak couldn't do that. You mentioned the two interceptions obviously were huge. One of the other things, which is kind of being glossed over, I don't know why, you know, last night and early this morning. They start the second half, six plays, 23 yards punt. All right. The Niners muff the punt. You think, okay, here's your chance. Get a touchdown, take the lead, put some pressure on the young kid. Your defense has been feasting all game. Six plays, 14 yards, settle for field goal. Well, what happened on the third down, Rob? Because I saw an open Zeke at like the two yard line would have been a first down. The ball went off like Zeke's arm. I don't know. Was it too hot from Dak or was it just? Yes. In, in my opinion, I mean, look, I mean, there's going to be people who say that, Hey, if you're a, a professional player should catch that pass. Top in five my pick. opinion, in my opinion, you have to know your personnel at that point. Zeke is, Zeke is a running back, not a receiver. And at that, he's not a receiving running back. There's a reason why Tony Pollard gets a lot of the passing down work in their offense. You don't throw a pass that hard from five yards away. And and that's one thing that... If Tony Pollard's in the game, then... Maybe. Maybe. He almost certainly catches that. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Mm -hmm. But Dak Prescott... And this has kind of been his... I mean, it's this sounds stupid if I say it out loud, but to me, it makes total sense. I'm going to get your opinion on it. If you just watch that game and you watch the mannerisms of the two quarterbacks, Brock Purdy obviously doesn't have the physical skill that some of these other guys, but he always looks poised. He always looks calm. He never looks rattled. 
for God's sakes, it doesn't even look like he's sweating most of the game. Just dry. When every time Ice they in cut, his veins. Every time they cut to Dak Prescott, his eyes are bug-eyed and he's dripping sweat. Every time. Now, it could be just be, hey, he's just a guy who runs hot. It is what it is. But I don't know what it is, but I trust quarterbacks more who look calm and poised at all times. Joe Burrow's like that. Tom Brady's like that. Aaron Rodgers is like that. Dak Prescott, Josh Allen are two guys who are always sweating. I know it's a dumb analysis to make, but to me, it just shows that in Where's tough Daniel situations, he's he's calm. And that's exactly what you look for in a quarterback. I, I mean, listen, Giants fans, you could just go ahead and tune out now because the, the stuff I'm going to talk about Daniel Jones in a bit, you're going to be pissed. But it's reality. You can face the truth or you can you know pretend like it's not there. But anyways, go, go finish up, Rob. Yeah. No, it's just, look, Dak Prescott is too highly compensated to perform like that in big games. And I think he's going to deserve all the slander he's going to get later today and probably even throughout the week because it is the Cowboys. They're America's team. It's going to get a lot of attention. And the minute that Jerry Jones declared after the game that Mike McCarthy's job is safe, <laughs> I don't know why he did that, but he did. Then all the focus then shifts to, well, then what do you do with the quarterback? Because oh, you can't run it back again. You have to. You have no choice. But th- then you should have won from Mike McCarthy. Games, 11 or 12 games. Then Mike McCarthy should be gone. But there, no, no one come, in your you right listen, mind would run it back with those two guys. Oh, my God. Now, here's where it gets interesting. So, among the free agents on the Cowboys next year, Dalton Schultz, Anthony Brown, not a great corner, but he's all right. Leighton Van Der Esch, who had a good season. Pro Football Focus had him ranked 22nd out of 81 linebackers. Trust me, that's pretty damn good considering what's out there. Um who else? Noah Brown is a free agent, one of Dak's guys. Cooper Rush, the backup quarterback. Brett Maher, <laughs> the kicker. T.Y. Hilton, who came on late and had that big catch against the Eagles. Connor McGovern, their center. He's going to get paid. He's making 900000 Pollard is the big one. $796,000 is what Tony Pollard was making this year. That's it. His price is way up. He's at least a seven, eight, nine million dollars a year running back. At least. I don't know how Dallas affords him and Schultz. They got at least five starters who are free agents when Dak's cap hit goes up by $30 million. It's a tough one for Jerry. You know what would hurt more? This is going to sound crazy. But if Dan Quinn gets a head coaching job. I I, I thought Dan Quinn was excellent in this game. And by the way, that's two years in a row against the Niners that he, I don't want to say bottled them up, but it's not like San Francisco went up and down the field. And no, that's the fair. I mean, relative you to know? what people, you know, the the perception of the Niners offense yeah. and Kyle Shanahan to hold them to in the teens, that's you got to consider that a win. For, and for by Dallas. the way, Brock Purdy, uh, just because you want to besmirch the name of the game manager, Brock Purdy, <laughs> uh, dropped 41 on Seattle, 38 on Arizona, 37 on your Raiders, 37 on Washington, 21 on Seattle, 35 on Tampa and Tom. Uh, in Miami, when he filled in, he, they ended up with 33 points. They've won seven in a row with the game manager. And I want to quickly pivot to the Niners because, remember, Jimmy Garoppolo was scheduled to potentially be available this week. I know Purdy was not particularly sharp. He really lucked out with that George Kittle juggling catch over the middle. But this was a a very good defense in Dallas, and they're going to face a very good defense in Philly, a great pass rush in Philly. Uh, you can ask Daniel Jones about that. Secondary spotty can be had but it's going to be a scene in filthy delphia just kidding philly i I like philly um this week next sunday against brock purdy and i just i just gotta wonder if 
if you thought the moment was too big against the Cowboys, marquee game, probably, what, 30 million people watching, what's going to happen next week, Rob? Do they consider Garoppolo? I personally don't think you can go to him. I think you have him ready. I think you have him take some first-team reps, but Brock is the guy. Now, I don't know if you think that's going to rattle Brock's poise and his control and his confidence, but I think you've got to at least have Garoppolo ready because the Eagles led the league in sacks. 49ers offensive line is great, but I think you've realistically got to have Garoppolo ready in the event that Brock Purdy vomits all over himself. And, and listen, they had slow starts against Seattle and Dallas, okay? I believe they, were, they trailed at the half against Seattle and they were tied against Dallas. Both those were at home. You're facing an Eagles team better than both those teams. And it's in Philadelphia. So I, I got to have Jimmy Garoppolo ready. I'm not saying you turned. I, I can't pull Brock Purdy. Team loves him. You heard the Kittle uh, interview after the game. But I don't know, Rob. I, what are the odds we see Jimmy Garoppolo Sunday night? Uh, zero, unless there's an injury. I don't see any situation where he he performs that poorly where he gets pulled only because I don't think they're going to ask him to do that much. Like, you, it's it's really hard to get pulled as a game manager. It's not like you're going to be trusting him to drop back and throw it 40 plus times and he's trying to, you know, throw the ball, push the ball down the field very often. That's not the way they run their offense anyways. So there's 0% chance a healthy Brock Purdy gets pulled. But that's, I mean, I just want to remind everybody that Philadelphia Eagles have one of the best defenses in the league. DVOA had them as sixth overall. Now Dallas was second. I think we would agree Dallas faced a lot of very, very bad teams. Um, Philadelphia also played in the same division, but Philly's pass defense, number one in the NFL. I know Dallas is three, but Philly, number one. Now, they're soft against the run, 21st, according to DVOA. However, we should let everybody know that DVOA is not the end-all, be-all, especially when it comes to defense, because the Buffalo Bills, fourth in the league in DVOA, and they got run the bleep over by Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase. There was dudes wide open. Uh, let me just quickly put a bow on Niners, Cowboys. I kind of like the Niners on the road against the Eagles. I think this running game... Uh, Rob, this is just an observation, and feel free to disagree. I didn't think Kyle Shanahan was in his bag dialing up interesting stuff. I don't even recall any like, ooh, that's spicy. I don't remember any of that. I don't want to say he was saving plays in a close game, but it kind of felt like he 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 wasn't showing much. I I, I just can't recall. Like Debo Samuel was quiet, um, and no gadget stuff. I, I don't know. Uh, am I? Uh, is this a bad read by me? Uh, no, because I didn't see any of that stuff either. But I don't think it was. I mean, think about this, Rob. C Mac had ten carries. Well, his leg was cramping up. It, at least according to the broadcast. They kept showing him on the sideline, stretching out his calf. It looked like it was tight. Debo up had, on him Debo a had bit. four. Yeah. If you think back to, now I know McCaffrey wasn't there. That NFC title game against the Rams, a game I was at with my family, an incredible game. Debo was like prominent throughout. Like you, he, was, he was schemed up, we got to get Debo the ball. And he made like, I mean, the guy makes plays. I, 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 like Ayuk was quiet. It, it, maybe you're right. He was game manager. It was safe. I don't think we're going to see them playing it as safe 
next week against the Eagles. My early lean is to the Niners. But I did, however, and yes, I'll understand if your response is, Jay, Dak threw two picks. You got, if San Fran won the turnover battle, was playing at home, they were 50% on third down. I know a lot of people like to check that. And barely pulled it out. Like, really? Were you impressed with Brock Purdy? I, I, I kind of was. I mean, this is it. Guys, I, I don't think you understand the, like, I know he's 7-0. This guy was the last pick in the draft. He wasn't even projected to have, like, an NFL career coming into the season. I don't even know if he was active for weeks. It, it's just wild stuff. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Buffalo Bills, Bengals. Now listen, I know Jason, a little soft on Dallas and Dak and McCarthy. But if I'm the Buffalo Bills, I got, I got some problems. This is the third straight year that they've been ousted in the postseason before they get to the Super Bowl. Two of them have been butt kickings at the hands of the Chiefs. First, first time. They choked away the game last year because they couldn't stop Kansas City with 12 seconds left. And then this loss Sunday was an embarrassment. 
and I and I know this is not going to be popular, and this is not a Buffalo thing to do, but I do think you have to take a long look at McDermott as the head coach. This team has regressed. They sorely missed Brian Dable. The offense was total garbage against Cincinnati. I mean, they had a mere... This is an offense that was a juggernaut. They had 325 yards. Four for 12 on third down. Stephon Diggs, who, by the way, was yelling at his teammates and coaches, get me the ball with his arms out. Four catches for 35 yards. They rushed the... They couldn't rush the football. 63 yards on the ground. I'm just going to remind people. Marty Schottenheimer with the Chargers went 14-2. and two. They had Ladanian. They were loaded. They lost in the divisional round, and they fired Marty Schottenheimer. 14-2. and two. Lost at home in the divisional round of the Patriots. The Buffalo Bills had an incredible season. They lost at home to the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, I know Burrow's amazing, and Burrow was outstanding, but the Bengals came in down three starting offensive linemen, and Joe Burrow was sacked once. I saw this next-gen stat. Burrow averaged 2.5 seconds to throw. Like, this is the one that every we reacted to it here on the pod. Oh, man, that's big. That's, that's tough. But by the end of the week, everybody was using down three offensive linemen. I don't think they could take the Bills. Then you look at the Bills, and you're like, friggin' no Von Miller? Rousseau's good, but I don't know about the rest of these guys. And then I was like, and guys— Public perception matters in the playoffs. And everybody who won last week, all the wildcard teams, everybody looked at them and said, I like that team this week. Dallas beats the tar out of a junky Tampa team. And everybody liked Dallas this week. The Giants, a crap team all season, beats a bad, well, I'm sorry, beats a overrated Vikings team. Fortunate, lucky, whatever word you want to use. And then everybody thought the Giants had a chance. And then the Bengals struggled against Tyler Huntley, needed a 98-yard fumble return for a touchdown in the fourth quarter to snatch the game. Oh, I can't take Bengals. And they're down three offensive linemen. Got to go Bills. You've got to play against the overreaction. And I'm just saying right now, this week coming up is going to be interesting because the Bengals looked incredible. They were the better side from the jump. Folks, Cincinnati started the game by mowing right down the field, wide open, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, wide open. Like, Buffalo was confused in the secondary and not getting pass rushed. Like, that's bad. So then Josh Allen gets the ball, third down, chuck and duck, no, no dice. Cincinnati gets the ball, comes right down the field, Hayden Hurst, wide open in the end zone, another miscalculation. And right there at home, you're down 14 nothing. It's like, oh, boy. And then Tredavious White, who was, before the injury, the best cornerback in the NFL probably two years ago, or among the best. He got flagged for two pass interference calls that helped Cincinnati. They were almost going after Tredavious White. That's how bad he was. Folks, McDermott came in with a bad game plan. A defensive coach gets run up and down the field at home to start the game by Joe Burrow? The only saving grace that I think you could keep McDermott, the only argument is... Well, it's Joe Burrow, and he's the second-best quarterback in the league. But if you want to play that card, then you got to look at Josh Allen and say, well, what the hell happened? No touchdown passes? Why wasn't Josh Allen running the football? Why was he forcing so many passes? The interception late, who cares? He just didn't have a good game at all. Now, the obvious speculation could be, hey, 
there is an offensive-minded coach sitting out there who we could bring in. We had Brian Dable, lost him, Ken Dorsey. I mean, Allen was good, but he was not MVP level, Allen. Remember, they entered the season as favorites, and Allen entered the season as the MVP favorite. Well, could we dump McDermott and get Sean Payton? Now, that's aggressive, and that's bold, and that's not really a Buffalo thing to do. This is a Bills franchise that likes to hang on to their coaches. It it feels, you know how the Lakers are considered a mom-and-pop thing, Rob? Almost too much so. I kind of feel like that's the vibe in Buffalo, and I haven't seen it. Bills fans outraged. They've been through a lot, you know, with the Hamlin story. But I think you've got to be very, very ticked off at how badly. And, I mean, this team was never in this game. It was, it was a double-digit game the entire second half, right? Like, I think if you're looking at winners and losers from the weekend, the biggest loser this weekend has to be Sean McDermott. Just an absolute no-show from his team at home. His defense, I mean, they couldn't stop Joe Burrow. Guys wide open all over the field. Burrow Burrow and the Bengals, 60% on third down. It's your money down, you're a defensive coach, and you can't get a stop? I don't know, Rob. Maybe I'm being too harsh, but if I'm Buffalo fans, we've now, we're not the the, uh, Chiefs, obviously. The Bengals have passed us. And, oh, by the way, I don't know. Let's see what happens with Lamar Jackson. We couldn't cover the spread against the Jets or Dolphins twice in five meetings. We lost to Miami once. We lost to the Jets once. We barely beat the Dolphins' third-string quarterback. There's just so many questions about this team. Rob, I I think you got to give a hard look at McDermott here. I'm I'm with you, and, and had I known this was where you were going to go, I would have said, hey, let's scrap the Cowboys-Niners takes, and let's open with this, because that was spicy. I don't think you're going to see many people on any network today talking about Josh, or excuse me, Sean McDermott's job security, but you're 100% right. Look, the the Bills are not a bad team, right? Let's not, I don't want to exaggerate. You know, They got blown the doors blown off, but they are one of the best teams in football. In my opinion, they're probably the third best team, and I think the other two are in the AFC. That's the only problem with that. However, it goes back to the same kind of thing with the Cowboys, with Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott. There is too much talent on that Buffalo Bills roster to go out the way that they did. And you can't get rid of the quarterback. He makes too much money, and and by all accounts, you shouldn't because he's really good. Not only is he a good thrower, and even if he regressed a little bit, he's probably, for my money, their best runner, too. So at that point, you got to take a, a hard look at Sean McDermott. I mean... You you said it you said it best. You can't be a defensive coach and just get blasted by a team that already came into this game feeling good about themselves because in the game that was the Demar Hamlin game, they marched right down the field and scored a touchdown on you in like two point, and a half yeah. minutes. Like you had to know that that the Bengals were already going to come in feeling confident, feeling explosive feeling like they could compete with you at a high level and you let that happen to you. I mean, ESPN stats and info says that the Buffalo bills were the first preseason super bowl favorite to not even reach a conference championship game since Seattle in 2015. 
Mm. You, I know you remember this before the scene started. Everybody was on the bills. Yeah, everybody picked the bills. I think uh, for, uh, freezing cold takes. Oh, yeah. Ice, whatever. They had a field day with that. Yeah. I mean, every, I think everybody at the NFL Network picked the bills. Mm-hmm. Remember, guys, just don't follow the crowd. If you've learned nothing from this podcast in two, three years, however long, don't follow the crowd. And I'm telling you right now, the crowd's going to be on the Bengals this week, Rob. But here's my problem. I think they're the side. Because I don't think Mahomes is going to be ready to go. I'm with you. I, I mean, it's early. He's and going to probably play. not going to know. He's going to play. He's going to play, but he's not going to be right. Patrick Mahomes. Now, right. can you can read? Can that offense be what it usually is with Mahomes' mobility con, like considerably hampered? I, I, I don't think so. Half of the stuff that Mahomes does is ad lib. That's what makes it so tough. Uh, Bengals have good linebackers to cover Kelsey. I and listen, we're not going to get into the Saturday games too deep. But Rob, I didn't think the Chiefs were particularly sharp on Saturday. Um, now Mahomes went down, which kind of puts a monkey wrench in a lot of things. But I, I, I didn't think they were amazing, incredible. Like Mahomes, they they look good. But I don't know what what was your takeaway from that game? Well, obviously that Mahomes injury was huge. I mean. Yeah. Um, just watching that game, the first, what was it, quarter and a half, I think is when he got hurt. You know, it wasn't just that he was moving the ball down the field. It was that he was making those backyard plays that are just backbreaking for a defense. Yep. You have him in your grasp. He sidesteps. He jumps the cuts. And he throws an underhand pass to Kelsey for 12 yards. Uh, you know, you have him right there. He rolls out to his right. He sprints back to his left. And all of a sudden, he hits uh, Kadarius Tony for six yards. He takes another four first down. And it's like... They don't look like big plays on the box score. It's like, oh, Kelsey, one catch for 12 yards. Tony, 10 yards. Kelsey, eight yards. But at the manner in which that he's doing it, it's almost like an. it feels inevitable that they're going to score. Yes, because there's, that, nothing, that, yeah. there's nothing you can do to stop him. Because even when you have him corralled, he makes a play. And obviously when he was limited mobility-wise, it kind of put a damper on that. But even at the end, when they had to have it, when they had to score – you can believe that he's going to make enough plays with the adrenaline and so on and so forth yeah. to get the game done. He's not going to have that this yeah. upcoming week. And, and oh yeah. And and last thing I know we'll, we'll preview this game throughout the week, but if the Chiefs were going up against 25 other teams, even with the hampered Mahomes, I would take the Chiefs. But because the guy going up on the other side, Joe Burrow is if he's not Mahomes' peer, he's like right beneath him, like a fingernail yeah, if, if width apart. This game, it'll go instead of one and two, maybe one A, one B. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if he if, if Burrow wins again, he'll be four and zero oh against Patrick Mahomes. Now that's a little crazy. But the real reason I don't like the Chiefs, and I've already bet the Bengals, is this Kansas City defense continues to annoy me, and that's also why I didn't bet the full game Chiefs. So, Rob, the Jags. On third down, the money down, seven for 13. Over 50% in Kansas City with a second-year quarterback on third down? What? The Jags had 13 fewer yards, more yards per play. Uh, they rushed for 144 yards. Like, what does the Chiefs defense even do? What do they do well? And, oh, by the way, the Jags had two turnovers. Like, that. Sh- the, the, I just I don't trust Spagnolo. My gut tells me that the Bengals win this game and they have to fire Spagnolo because his defense cannot stop Joe Burrow. By the way, 
Look at the three meetings. Um, Burrow and the offense against the Chiefs. Two of them, they put up a lot of points. The other one was the AFC title game where uh, Lou Amaruno, the defensive coordinator, I hope I said his name right, of the Bengals was incredible in the second half, confused Mahomes, and they won in overtime. I think the Bengals are going back to the Super Bowl, Rob. I, I know that's going to be popular, that a lot of people are going to be on them. They, Kansas City opened up light. I saw it at minus one, minus one and a half, I, so I had to take it, took it at pick them. I, I, I think Cincinnati is going to win this game. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet... There's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Do we have to talk about Giants-Eagles or not really? Oh, yeah, we do. Because I can't stand all these Giants fans who think Daniel friggin' Jones is, your, is your going to be your franchise quarterback. You can't have him beat the sad sack Minnesota Vikings twice. And be like, oh, yeah, hey, that's our guy. He's great. He's our uh, Vanilla Vic, right? He runs. He throws. Danny Dimes, baby. Uh, listen, guys. Uh, who's the real Danny Dimes? The guy who carved up Minnesota? Or the guy who pooped his pants against the Eagles? 15 of 27 for a buck 35. One interception. Sacked five times. L- the moment looked way too big for him. 
And the Eagles offense looked like the dump truck that has been murdering people all season. And everybody who was like, oh, Daniel Jones is going to run for so much. He had 24 yards rushing. That's it. Saquon largely bottled up. He had one big run. But this Giants team doesn't have weapons. And Rob, this is the only discussion for the New York Giants. This game was a, a, a bloodbath. Do you... So there's two franchise tags. There's the exclusive one, which is going to run on, I believe, 45 mil. Because that's like the going rate. Albert Breer gave that number, I think, on this pod or the herd, one of those two. And then the other franchise tag, the non-exclusive, is like 32 mil. So Rob, do you go franchise tag or do you say, hey, we'll give you the Derek Carr deal? Three years, what do you get, 30, 35 mil around there? With the out after the first year, yeah. Uh, do you think I mean, Daniel, Daniel Jones, Jones takes that? Want that? No, I don't think he takes it. Okay, fine. So you're the Giants. You say, "Well, we'll give you that." And his, his counter is, "Well, I, I want a playoff game. How many did Derek Carr win?" They say, "None. None. That's all. That's that's my response. None." And he says, "All right. Well, I'm going to go find an offer." Okay. So Daniel Jones, Rob, call up the standings in the NFL. We can go through every team. You tell me who's paying him more money than that, or even that much money. And there aren't a lot of teams. I'll tell you right now, the Jets are not doing it. That's, that's not happening, okay? They're definitely not taking Daniel Jones. So we can go through who's, who needs a quarterback. Are the Washington Commanders? Is Ron Rivera going for Daniel Jones after flaming out with Wentz? Hell no. Um, let's see. Chicago Bears, no. Lions, absolutely not. Nobody in the AFC North. AFC South, Texans, they have the number two pick. They're not doing it. Colts, moderately interesting. Don't even know who their head coach is, so let's scrap it. Tennessee Titans, I've heard some people float it like, hey, you can sell Derrick Henry and a running quarterback. Oh, really? Well, why'd you draft Malik Willis? Well, that guy's fired, Jay. Okay, fine. Go ahead. Pay Daniel Jones $30 million. Good luck. Um, I personally don't see it happening. But we'll see. I mean, listen, they have a new GM. He apparently has a relationship with Trey Lance. Are you aware of this, Rob? I am very much yeah. aware of this, yes. Okay. Um, I, I'm taking Trey Lance on the rookie deal in a heartbeat over Daniel Jones. Um, Broncos, no. Chiefs, no. Raiders, absolutely not. Chargers, no. So then you got Arizona. Do we rent him while Kyler's hurt? F no. no. Um, Rams, no. Niners, no. Seahawks, I don't on any planet that happens. They seem like they like Geno Smith. And frankly, I, I, who would you take, Geno or Daniel Jones? Geno. I, I might go Geno too. So now you have the NFC South, and this is the only division because it's such a dumpster fire where it gets kind of interesting. Carolina has no quarterback, but they also have no coach. New Orleans, Andy Dalton, do they ride with him? It sounds like Allen's keeping his job. Tampa Bay's losing Brady. Do they go Daniel Jones? I mean, I... and then you got the Atlanta Falcons who took a shot with Mariota, didn't work out, drafted Desmond Ritter. I personally don't see it. So now we've gone through every, all 31 teams outside of the Giants and Daniel Jones comes back. We'll take it. Well, now maybe the price is, no, I can't say the price is lower. You don't do that to a guy you drafted, but here's the reality, Rob. There's no market for Daniel Jones. Who wants this guy? Who's giving him 30 mil? This is really the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. And that's the only argument for keeping him over, say, Derek Carr. But I'll tell you this. We've seen the best that Daniel Jones can be. 
under Brian Dable. I don't think there's much more to this. That's the max. Now, I haven't seen Derek Carr with Brian Dable. I would, I, if I'm the Giants, that's the guy I would probably want to see. I think Carr's good. And now I know people are like, why don't you want him on your Jets? I mean, I kind of do. But if I'm Derek Carr, who am I picking? A defensive coach with a no offensive coordinator or Brian Dable, who is outstanding. And his lieutenant, Kafka, is very, very highly thought of. Now, they couldn't dial up Jack Squat against Eagles, but they're also throwing to Richie James, Marcus Johnson, Lawrence Cager, Darius Slayton, and Hot. Remember, remember Isaiah Hodgins last week had like seven for a buck ten against the Vikings? He had two targets. He had one catch for three yards. That just shows how bad the Vikings are. Oh, my gosh. Daniel Bellinger, the tight end who they like a lot, one catch, four yards. Bottom line is the Giants need a quarterback, and Daniel Jones ain't the guy. If you want to keep him, I think you saw their ceiling, one playoff win. Now, maybe everything breaks right and other guys get hurt. I, I just I don't see it, Rob. I don't know. I, I don't see it in Daniel Jones. Look, I'm not a big Daniel Jones believer either. Even if I, at the end of the season, I thought he played much better the last two months or so and into the first Uh-oh. playoff game. He I was smell a butt. just not turning the ball over, which is all you can really ask for from a guy like that. However, oh. your, your entire argument collapsed on itself in the last 30 seconds when you said he's throwing to guys like Richie James. And, and you know, here, here's the top three receivers on the Giants this season. Number three. Isaiah Hodgins, number two, Richie James, number one, their number one receiver at a time when passing is bigger than ever in the NFL, when you need a number one receiver if you want to really make noise. Oh my gosh, can I guess? Go ahead. Is it Saquon? No, it's not Saquon. It's a good guess. He's fourth. Is it um, Bellinger? It's not Bellinger. He's fifth. Slayton. Darius Slayton, number one receiver of your New York football giants. Yeah, he's like a number three. Exactly. So- even though I personally don't think that he is that guy, I don't think he's ever going to be a top 10 quarterback. I just don't see it with him. Okay, so how do you structure it, Rob? What but, do you tell him? But, We're going to ante up at receiver and give but, you another year? But here's the thing is I didn't think that about Josh Allen either. I never would have expected that Josh Allen would become this Josh Allen that we've seen now. I know yesterday wasn't a good example of it, but overall Josh Allen is a very, very good quarterback. He's a top five quarterback at worst. Things changed for him. Number one, Brian Dable arrived, which was huge, obviously. But even bigger than that, number two, Stephon Diggs showed up. So until Daniel Jones gets a chance to play with an, you know, any above average wide receiver, which, uh, you know, apologies to Darius Slayton. I'm sure he's a nice guy and he's catching the stream right now, but it's not his fault that he is not a number one guy. He's just not. Okay. So until so, you but, see him with an actual number one receiver, then that's when you make that determination whether he's your guy long. So this is almost like a game of Texas Hold'em, where you basically are saying, "I need to see the card. Um, I'm going to stick around and and pay. I'm going to ante up just mm-hmm. to see the card because there's a chance. Yes, I might strike gold. I might catch something later on the. And river. you're saying, I'm willing to pay. 30 mil, 35 mil to Daniel Jones in the event that I can get him. I don't know. Maybe they go get the Cardinals receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, who's unhappy. Um, I don't know if he's the best receiver that's going to be out there. but Maybe they poach T. Higgins because the, the, the Bengals owner has already made it clear he wants Joe Burrow to take a discount. So maybe if Joe Burrow— Wait a sec. He said Joe Burrow has to take a discount? He 
if I, let me see if I can find the quote, but oh he God, said, that's insanity. He basically, that's exactly what he said. Um, he was talking to, uh, it was funny as he was talking on the Bengals radio network before the wild card round. Okay. Right. So of all the times to be talking about it, that's definitely not the one, right? You would yeah. think that you'd be wanting to be optimistic heading into a playoff game. So Bengals owner and team president, Mike Brown talking on the Bengals radio network, ask about Joe Burrow and his future. He's going to have a long career. We certainly want it to be here. I think his window will extend over his whole career, but there is the fact that you don't have to pay the quarterback some extraordinary amount that leaves room to pay other players more. And therefore you can keep more players. that are good players. That's what people are referring to there. Oh my Patrick gosh. Mahomes and others of that. Like they seem to make it go even after they've gotten their payday. So he's already laying the groundwork to be like, you know what, Joe? The guy's about to, he, he went to a Super Bowl and you're asking him to take, exactly, take less? Exactly. So you know, maybe T. Higgins becomes available. He'd be good. I'd like to see him with Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes. T, okay, Danny so that's the thing, though. T. Higgins goes from being an awesome number two where he's got a big advantage and Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd's great in the slot to now being a number one. Getting number one quarterbacks. He's not facing number one quarterbacks. Jamar Chase is. Now, I, I know Higgins had a great stretch when Chase was out. Higgins is very talented. Hmm. He's also the kind, I mean, I think that's why DeAndre Hopkins is a good idea too, is because he profiles as the size you want for a quarterback who's not known for his accuracy. Daniel Jones is a running quarterback. He's got a good arm. But you, what you need there is a big, strong, like possession type receiver who's going to outbody defensive backs and get you those nine to 12 yard stop routes and in routes. Oh, by the way, so the last wide receiver that the Giants went and got to work with Daniel Jones was a guy named Kenny Galladay, who had an incredible season with the Lions. He basically wasted away for two years. I know two different offensive coordinators. He was an abject disaster with the Giants. And now Kenny Galladay has to go take, I don't even, I don't think anybody's offered any money. He might, I don't think he goes to a minimum deal, but he's going to be getting paid like nothing for playing in a crap offense. Like, I think when some of these wide receivers are ducking the Ravens, Rob, like, you want to start ducking, like, bad quarterbacks. Why would I go play with a bad quarterback? It's going to hurt my future earnings. Like, right now, I know this is going to sound insane, but the way Jared Goff played this season with um, Ben Johnson and Ben Johnson staying, I'll definitely go be like the number five guy in Detroit. And then if St. Brown or Jameson or whatever gets hurt, you're going to have a chance because that offense is going to be dialing up some stuff. Are the Giants? Are they going to be running? I don't know. It's a dicey proposition. So anyways, those, so I did bet the Bengals and I have an early lean to the Niners. So I'm looking at both road teams. Any early leans for you, Rob? Early lean on the Bengals, again, because of the Mahomes injury. Yeah. And... um I like the Eagles. I think that yeah. that front is going to get after Brock Purdy in a way that nobody's been able to get to him in the last month and a half or so. So just a quick note, and I do want to wrap, wrap up the podcast with one NBA thing. Uh, even though I said no NBA at the beginning, I lied. Um, so on the look-ahead line for Niners-Eagles, assuming the game were to happen, it was Niners minus one. Then it reopened Eagles minus two and a half. I believe... The guys who were sending these lines said, Eagles kicked the ass of the Giants. Niners did not look great and were able to beat the Cowboys. 
anybody who looked at this game is going to bet the Eagles. They're at home. The defense is nasty. Jalen Hurts looked great. I mean, they, they went up and down the field like it was easy against the Giants. D'Amico Ryans. I don't know. Just this, the way Gannon calls defenses for the Eagles, they want to take away the big play and they'll give up all this stuff underneath. If you try that against the Niners, they're just going to run the ball down your throat. Debo, Mitchell, C-Mac. That's like playing into Brock Purdy's hands. They don't want to blitz. They just want to rush four. And they got to the they got to Daniel Jones with four a lot. I don't know. I anyway, well, we'll get into it this week. We'll have some great guests to break it down. Rob, I just thought, you know, I, I didn't look when I said we won't talk about the NBA, I was kind of lying because I did know that your Los Angeles Lakers trailed Portland on the road by I believe twenty three points. Twenty five at half. Twenty five at half. And they came back to win on the strength nine. of, wait for it, Thomas Bryant. Why are we not investing in the Lakers <laughs> as we approach the trade deadline? Why? 31-14 and 14 from Thomas Bryant. Miles Turner doing? who? Miles Turner who? That's what I'm saying. I mean, Anthony Davis, who's more like it? Oh, geez. <laughs> I mean, what's it? The heck's going on with Anthony Davis? Oh, I, got, I got visions of the of the twin tower look with Thomas Bryant and Anthony Davis doing Tim Duncan, David Robinson type things. It's oh hell yes! So by the way, LeBron thirty seven and eleven. Lakers scored seventy five points in the second half. Now I, I had to look. Damian Lillard did not get ejected. Anthony Simons did not get ejected. I, did Nurt get hurt? I don't know what how on earth happened. Did you watch enough of it? I did. I, I went oh, directly okay. from. Niners Cowboys to Lakers Blazers because I, I was did. locked in and as soon as I flipped over is when the, the the Lakers fell behind by 25 points I'm like all right well I'm just gonna do some other things prep for the podcast leave the game on in the background then I come out to the other room and I look up and hey we're down by eight hey we're down by four and then it was the onslaught in the fourth quarter and Lakers come away with a big big win that's that's a pretty incredible victory for the lakes lake show so they're 21 or 25 Blazers 21 or 24. Remember when Portland was great and they're like, oh yeah, they didn't need to blow it up. And it's so funny. People fall for this junk early all the time. Utah Jazz. Oh, they're good. Oh man, come on. You, you tank for what? Who needs what? Benyama? And then like now here you are 40 games later and you're in the worst spot possible. You're headed toward the basement, but you want to try to make the playoffs. You want to try to cling to relevance. Portland made a colossal F up in not unloading Damian Lillard. Because you know what's going to happen now. Lillard's going to get pissed. He's going to be like, wait a sec, we stink. We were in the mix, and now we are 12th. I'm sorry, 13th in the West. OKC is ahead of you. Minnesota, ahead of you. Well, Minnesota should be better, but uh, they, they've been kind of screwing around. I'll just remind everybody, Lakers are two games back of the Clippers for the sixth seed. Two. That's it, Rob. I mean, I'm sorry. Can they make some... I can't say that. Can they make some moves? I don't. I don't say that word. But, but what are we waiting for, Rob? Do you have a personal line to um, Palenka? <laughs> I just want to text him some ideas. I feel like I'm just high off the weekend. Just an incredible um, NFL weekend, and it was just awesome. Oh, by the way, Nakaxa got a great win um, Saturday night. They they played bad, but got the dub, one nothing dub. I know you guys care about the soccer team. Also, the basketball team. We have an ownership stake in. 
take down the number one team on the road, a late three by our big guy. Uh, great win. Uh, more information I know you guys care deeply about. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a wrap, Rob. We, we crowbarred in the Lakers. Just I, I need to get it out there. I'm not giving up on this team. A lot of people have jumped off the bandwagon, Rob. No, I'm we're not. We're, we're hanging on. We're hanging on to the end. What's the Geno Smith line? They write back. What, yeah, how does it uh, they tried to write me off when we didn't write back. Yeah, LeBron needs to steal that. They tried to write me off. But we ain't right back. Just say it. It sounds funny. I got to give Gino. Now, apparently it's a Drake line. I have no idea. I didn't know that, but shout out to Gino Smith. Anyways, all right. That's a wrap for Monday. We'll be back tomorrow. See ya. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.